Hello and welcome to episode 359 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this morning. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Sunday, November the 20th, 2022, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Today, we're going to take a look at a prayer to Our Lady of Fatima, which was composed by the late, great Professor Plinio Correa de Oliveira. It is impossible, my friends, to love Our Lady of Fatima enough. We should love her for her own sake. She is the Immaculata. We should also love her, though, because she is the beloved daughter of God the Father, the beloved mother of God the Son, and the beloved bride of God the Holy Ghost. She is the perfect woman. She is the perfect mother. She is the Lord's masterpiece. And she will always draw us closer to the Most Holy Trinity. And we're going to continue to look at the works of Professor Correa de Oliveira because he truly spoke with the prophetic voice. He was a loyal son of the Blessed Mother and an expert on the apparitions at Fatima. And we're going to go through his prayer to Our Lady of Fatima today and discuss it a little bit. O Queen of Fatima, in this hour of so many dangers for Christian nations, keep away from them the scourge of atheistic communism. Do not allow the communist regime to establish itself in so many countries born and formed under the sacred influence of Christian civilization, which denies all the commandments of the law of God. For this, O Lady, keep alive and increase the repudiation that communism found in all social strata of the peoples of the Christian West. Help us to always keep in mind that the Decalogue commands us to love God above all things, not to take his holy name in vain and keep Sundays and holy days of obligation. And atheistic communism does everything to extinguish the faith, lead men to blasphemy, and create obstacles to the normal and peaceful celebration of worship. I'm going to pause here for a moment. With these unjust lockdowns and mandates that we've experienced in the world over the past two and a half years, you saw Catholic churches being closed, sometimes without politicians even having to demand it, with bishops going ahead of their own volition and shutting down churches for the first time in the history of Catholicism. It was absolute madness for something that even if you believe the so-called virus was a real thing, and I still have my doubts, it wasn't purified. It was never found to actually truly exist. They had found a novel virus. And for most people, it was like getting the flu. And the average age of death of this alleged virus was in your early 80s, older than the average age of mortality for the common man or woman. How could you possibly have Catholic churches closed by the bishops when liquor stores remained open, when marijuana dispensaries remain open? And then you think to yourself, you put your thinking cap on, ah, I see what this is about. We want the population to be drunk We want the population to be high. We want them to be afraid 
of getting sick. We want them to be terrified of dying. Why are people so terrified of dying? Is it because they're living dissolute lives? Is it because they're not walking with the Lord? We should welcome death. We should be ready to die at every moment. It should be a happy meeting between us and our Lord Jesus Christ. All of this irrational fear that's going on in the world, people being prevented from getting to the sacraments, from getting the last rites, from going to confession, from receiving our Lord in the most blessed sacrament, absolutely unjust, terrible, unthinkable up until a few years ago. Well, not only has the unthinkable become thinkable in our culture, but it is happening and has happened. We must love God above all things. Do not take his holy and sacred name in vain. It's the second commandment. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Always speak the holy name of Jesus with reverence. And keep holy Sundays and holy days of obligation. You can't miss Mass on Sundays and holy days, my friends, unless you have a good reason for it. Being sick, obviously. Perhaps caring for someone who's elderly or infirm and you can't get to Mass. Or your bishop shut down the Mass. Which is totally unjust, of course. Once again, I highly recommend if you're able to do so, get to a Society of St. Pius X Chapel. Get to the traditional Latin Mass. Have your kids receive the sacraments in the traditional rite. We need to get back to tradition. We need to get back to the orthodox practice of the Catholic faith. The faith was eviscerated in the 1960s and 70s. We need to get back to what works. Next, Professor Plinio says, the Decalogue commands, honor your father and mother, not to sin against chastity and not to covet your neighbor's wife. Now, communism wants to break the bonds between parents and children, leaving their education in the hands of the state. Communism denies the value of virginity and teaches that marriage can be dissolved for any reason by the mere will of one of the spouses. Our Lady spoke with, I believe it was St. Jacinta, and she Our Lady talked about marriages which would not be pleasing to the Lord and are not, in fact, marriages. How many people nowadays are on their second or third or fourth spouse, quote-unquote, but they're simply committing adultery? They might be married in the eyes of the state, but they're not married in the eyes of the Catholic Church. We need to return to chastity, modesty, self-control, the scourge of internet pornography and birth control pills absolutely abominable. We need to return to purity and virginity. And yes, honor your father and your mother. Sometimes that means speaking the truth, always in gentleness and reverence to parents or nowadays even grandparents who are wayward, who are not practicing the faith, who are not going to mass, who are not going to confession, who are not praying. And once again, pray the rosary. Ask people who are away from the faith, to pray the rosary, pray with them, give them rosaries. Do not ever give up on them. St. Monica prayed for years and years for St. Augustine and he came to faith in Jesus Christ and he became not only a great saint, but a doctor of the church. Never give up on your friends and family members who have fallen away from the faith. 
the professor goes on to say the Decalogue orders not to steal and not to covet the things of others. Communism denies private property and it's very important social function. Yes, life, liberty, property. These are normal things that men have wanted for themselves and their families for generations. Don't steal, don't covet the things that other folks have. They're simply material things. We need them, obviously. We need them to exist. We need them to survive. But put Jesus first. Many priests have used that acronym, living a life of joy, J-O-Y. Jesus first, others second, yourself last. If you live your life that way, you can have a life of genuine joy, no matter what the circumstances are. Professor Plinio next says, the Decalogue says not to kill. Communism employs wars of conquest as a means of ideological expansion and promotes revolutions and crimes around the world. Well, unfortunately, I have to say that the American government, and I live in the United States of America, is responsible for promoting unjust rewards and fighting proxy wars all over the world always getting their noses involved in places where they don't belong, whether it be Afghanistan or Iraq, the Ukraine, Taiwan. Stay out of other people's business. That doesn't mean that other governments are pristine. Of course not. Every government on earth at this point in time is corrupt as far as I can see. But mind your own business. The United States of America needs to stay out of other people's business because the American government has promoted bloodshed all over the planet. To enrich whom? Defense contractors for the benefit of other countries, especially Israel and Saudi Arabia. Never in the interests of the American people. You can look at just about every war America has ever been involved in. And there's been a, a great amount of lying and subterfuge involved in selling the wars to the American people with a false sense of patriotism. A real man, a masculine man, avoids war to the best of his ability. Not being a pacifist, there is such a thing as a just war, but he'll do everything in his power to avoid violent conflict until it finally comes to that in defense of his family, defense of his country. Next, Professor Plinio says, the Decalogue orders not to bear false witness and communism systematically uses lies as a propaganda weapon. Something you should check out on YouTube if you haven't already done so. Um, you can do a search for Father Ripperger and communism or maybe communism and demons because he talks about the connection between the demonic world and communism. There's always lying. There's always half-truths. There's always subterfuge involved in communism and they mimic what the demons do. Father Ripperger, of course, in addition to being a very erudite Catholic priest is also an exorcist and he has many years of experience dealing with demons. And he says, communism absolutely mimics this. We should try to be truthful in all things. There's no such thing as a little white lie. Lying is always wrong. Even lying to your kids about Santa Claus or the Easter bunny or the tooth fairy. Well, when kids get older, they have a tendency, unfortunately, in our modern day culture to say, well, is, is God an imaginary friend too? Kind of like Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny or the Tooth Fairy. Don't lie, ever. Just tell the truth. 
it can seem difficult at first sometimes. The truth hurts, as they say, but in the long run, if you always tell the truth, if you're always honest, you'll never have to worry about putting yourself in an embarrassing situation. And simply, it's the right thing. Always tell the truth. Professor Plinio closes by saying, make it so that resolutely blocking the steps of communist infiltration, all the peoples of the Christian West can contribute to bringing closer the day of the glorious victory that you predicted at Fatima with these words so full of hope and sweetness. In the end, my immaculate heart will triumph. Amen. We have this promise from Our Lady. In the end, her immaculate heart will triumph. And I believe that very soon, I don't know if it'll be a few weeks from now or a few months from now or when precisely it will be, but I believe that very soon you will see the reign of the Blessed Virgin Mary on earth. Her immaculate heart will triumph. You will see miracles, my friends. Pray for that day. Pray the rosary every single day without fail. Pray, hope, and don't worry, as St. Padre Pio said. So that was the prayer to Our Lady of Fatima by Professor Plinio. I feel like the Holy Ghost is guiding me to talk more about him, talk more about his writings in regard to the Blessed Mother. So we're going to be doing that in the future here on the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. I will conclude by once again directing your attention to Helping Autism Through Learning and Outreach, located on the web at halo-soma.org. And also please tune into episode 277 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast if you haven't listened yet to me interview my sister and one of my wonderful nieces about RPM, otherwise known as Rapid Prompting Method, which is a system of communication for those who've been afflicted with non-speaking autism. If you know non-speakers, you have family members, you have friends who are non-speakers, please get in touch with this website, listen to that episode, and help your family members and your friends who've been afflicted with non-speaking autism. Because communication is a human right. And let us, pl- let us pray, my friends, for help and for healing for non-speakers and their families. Almighty and eternal God, healer of those who trust in you, through the intercession of St. Raphael, the Archangel, hear my prayer for non-speakers and their families. In your tender mercy, restore them to spiritual and bodily health that they may give you thanks, praise your name, and proclaim your wondrous love to all. I ask this through Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Memorare to St. Joseph. Remember, O most chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto you, my spiritual father, and beg your protection. O foster father of the Redeemer, despise not my petitions, but in your goodness hear and answer me. Amen. By thy pure and immaculate conception, O Mary, obtain for me the conversion of Russia, Spain, Portugal, Europe, the United States of America, Canada, and the whole world. And now the three Hail Marys, my friends, in honor of the immaculate purity of Our Lady of Fatima. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et nor mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. 
Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et nor mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et nor mortis nostrae. Amen. And a Gloria Patri for a special intention. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, Sicuderat in principio et nunc et semper et in secula seculorum. Amen. Virgo potens, ora pro nobis. Sancti Osef, terra daimonem, ora pro nobis. Sancta Raphael, Archangeli, ora pro nobis. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Thank you very kindly, my friends, for listening to episode 359 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. In your charity, please share Our Lady's podcast with everyone you know. Follow us on Twitter. The handle is at Fatima Podcast. You can find all the shows archived there, as well as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Podbean, on the web, anywhere you listen to your podcasts, you'll find them. And most importantly, please pray for the eternal salvation of all of our Catholic bishops. Many of them are wayward, some of them are good, but good, bad, or ugly, there are bishops and we need to pray for them. Goodbye and God love you.